0: This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, certain EPA workers are trying to figure out why they're being denied telework opportunities. New data shows that federal employees pay is lagging behind their counterparts in the private sector. And an interim leader is named at the IRS for the time being Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. The American Federation of Government Employees files suit against the EPA over remote work policies. AFGE Local 704, which represents EPA workers in Chicago, says EPA employees in Region 5 are being denied remote work at a higher rate than other regions. EPA Region 5 covers several states in the Upper Midwest. AFGE says it filed Freedom of Information Act requests to understand the reasoning behind the agency's remote work decisions, but the agency is withholding the responses. Federal employees are seeing a growing gap in salary compared with the private sector. Federal News Network's Drew Friedman reports. New data from the Federal Salary Council shows that feds earn about 24 percent less on average than their private sector counterparts. That's higher than the pay gap of about 22.5 percent in 2021. In response, the National Treasury Employees Union is calling for a higher pay raise for Feds in 2023 of 5.1%. That's 0.5% higher than the White House's federal pay raise request of 4.6%. Drew Friedman, Federal News Network. Over 50 organizations call on Congress to prevent the possible return of Schedule F. In a letter to top House and Senate officials, the groups urged them to pass language in a bill to block any further Schedule F-type policy. The House has passed the Preventing a Patronage System Act, a bill aiming to prevent Schedule F, and the Senate has introduced companion legislation. Similar language is also included in the House's fiscal 2023 National Defense Authorization Act. The now revoked Trump-era executive order would have made 50,000 feds in policy-related roles at-will workers. DOD acquisition officials once again have a little more leeway in deciding what types of contracts to issue to vendors. In the 2017 version of the defense authorization bill, Congress tried to make fixed price contracts the norm and set up a special approval system for any cost-type contracts worth more than $25 million. Lawmakers undid that restriction in the 2022 NDAA. The DOD regulations completely repealing it took effect on Friday. Newly released details from an inspector general report show the Homeland Security Department's intelligence and analysis branch compiled extensive dossiers on American citizens who took part in the Black Lives Matter protests in Portland, Oregon, two years ago. The baseball cards, as DHS officials called them, called personal details from social media, public records and other sources in an effort to figure out who was masterminding the protests. The IG says the practice went well beyond DHS's usual practice of building those dossiers only for people with connections to domestic terrorism. The report says the volume of new reports overwhelmed DHS staff. Several objected to the new process and numerous employees left the agency because of burnout. The Biden administration chose a 36-year career veteran as the acting commissioner of the IRS starting November 12th. Douglas O'Donnell will take over for current Commissioner Charles Reddick when his term ends in 13 days. O'Donnell currently is the Deputy Commissioner for Services and Enforcement. Prior to that role, he served as the Commissioner of the IRS large business and international division for nearly six years. O'Donnell started his career as a revenue agent in 1986. Reddig has been IRS commissioner for five years and led the tax agency through the pandemic, where the IRS sent out $931 billion in relief payments. The Veterans Affairs Department announces three new funding opportunities to help homeless veterans. The Supportive Services for Veteran Families program will work to quickly rehouse veterans and their families, as well as help prevent the imminent loss of a veteran's home. VA is also funding two other grant opportunities through their Grant and Per Diem program. These provide veterans with transitional housing and case management. At a media roundtable event on Thursday, VA officials said that they are on track to meet their goal of finding permanent housing for 38,000 homeless veterans, and they believe they will exceed the goal. The GSA is an idea to finally bridge the valley of death for small businesses. Federal News Network's Jason Miller has those details. Companies in the Small Business Innovation Research, or SBIR, program have often struggled to get production contracts after receiving two rounds of seed money. The General Services Administration is working on a new way to make it easier for agencies to award contracts to these innovative small firms. Jim Jaloni, a group manager at FedSim, says they're doing market research to see about creating a new contract vehicle. Jelani hopes to finish the market research for the tentatively titled Contract, Research, Innovation, and Outcomes, or Rio, and get the draft solicitation out the door by next spring. Jason Miller, Federal News Network. And several national laboratories and universities will receive funding from the Energy Department to develop market-ready technologies that will increase domestic supplies of elements critical for making batteries. The $39 million fund comes as the Biden administration puts a focus on the importance of having a domestic supply of copper, nickel, lithium, cobalt, and rare earth elements to make batteries which are critical for renewable energy systems. The Energy Department's Advanced Research Projects Agency and Mining Innovations for Negative Emissions Resource